0: Know what it takes for you to be an influencer in your industry? A million followers? A million dollars? Hear stories from real-life influencers to discover what it truly takes to be an influencer. This is Influence That Innovates. Welcome, everyone, to Influence That Innovates, where we break down what it means to be an influencer. I'm Andrew Gabbert, and I'm here with this week's influencer, Anka Corbin. Uh, Welcome, Anka.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Anka is currently the CEO and founder of the company Globig which helps businesses to assimilate into international markets. Now there's a little bit more to it than that so why don't you tell us a little bit about Globig.
1: All right well thank you very much for having me and uh, Globig is an international marketplace um, consultant platform and knowledge base for Uh, companies that are expanding into international markets and the way that we help those companies is we introduce them to the resources the tools and the experts in those markets as well as the knowledge of things that they need to know and so we make that connection between companies that are going international and experts that are trying to reach them
0: so it sounds like the most valuable part of that is that last thing you just mentioned the experts connecting with the businesses that are looking to to grow you know there's a lot of a lot of ways to search for you know blog posts and and articles and all kinds of stuff but I think it sounds like that'd be the most exciting feature about it just connecting people to people.
1: It's very hard to um, know who to work with. It's very hard to know who's legitimate in a market but then again it's also very hard to know what you don't know and what questions to ask and Mm -hmm. and to make sure that you really are um, going down the right path so it's really that Giving them the understanding, making sure they ask the right questions, and these vetted experts that they can trust, and they know that they can do a really good job for them. So it's 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 kind of alleviating some stress there. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. So my first question for you is one of my favorites. What does the term influencer mean to you?
1: Mm, I think that's a great question. So influencers to me sometimes you know people will take it as this professional category but actually i think you're an influencer in everything you do your children are going to watch you your neighbors are going to watch you your mm-hmm. friends your family and the people you work with and, and ultimately what you want to do is be the best person you can possibly be to you know everyone kind of within your personal and professional circle yeah. but then if you take that one step farther into your career it's the how do you with the knowledge that you have help others to gain that knowledge and to help them along their way so it's really this um, this ability to again connect people this ability to provide something that's really important to someone else and and you doing that and you doing that well makes you influential to someone Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I think that's that's important to remember that we somebody is always watching Um, and it can be easy to forget that you know, I think that it can be easy sometimes to kind of lock the door, so to speak, and, and just be consumed into what we're doing and, and get, get the job done. You know, we've got a deadline or you got, you've got to get something out the door or whatever, whatever happens. And, uh, and it's easy to forget that uh, people are watching, they're paying attention, uh, even if we don't realize it.
1: Absolutely. And even that is influencing, right? And it may not be influencing in the intentional way that you want to. You probably aren't representing yourself as well as you'd like to be.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So do you consider yourself an influencer?
1: I do consider myself to be an influencer. Um, I have different levels of influence. I think that I'm an influencer in my family. I think I'm an influencer in my circle of friends, as well as professionally. And even professionally, there are different things where I'm more well known for versus others. Um, I don't have expertise in everything so the things that I do have expertise in I've tried to share with others I've tried to always be open to helping someone along the way I really love to mentor it's probably one of the most favorite things that I do and and that's all about taking the information that I have and that I've gained and mm-hmm. the hard lessons I've learned and and you know being able to share that with someone and and perhaps and hopefully influence them so that they don't make those same mistakes Mm -hmm. or that they can have a shortcut or they can reach what they're trying to reach faster.
0: Yeah. So uh, let's talk about mentorship for a minute. Why is that important, do you think?
1: Mentorship in general? In
0: general. Why that whole process?
1: You know, I think even as, as humans, we are designed to appreciate others that have been there you know you think of the old days where someone kind of this wise person would share their stories and it was this way of of sharing culture and sharing information Mm -hmm. and, and sharing resources and even and helping mitigate risk and and you know just kind of helping navigate the way and and in today's society, we often a lot of people don't realize that how important mentors can be and how helpful they can be, and and I think within business, that's one of the best things that's really becoming more and more important now. Mm-hmm. Is is that mentorship, yeah. um, the opportunity to meet people that have walked the path or that have this wisdom, these sages, if you will, <laughs> and and um, and then it's also kind of going the other direction is as a mentor, it's, it's really rewarding and mm-hmm. sharing is so much more rewarding than even receiving. And, yep. and so to me, I think we were kind of designed to be in mentorship relationships, and we have not taken full advantage of that. So, And in, in a professional mentorship relationship is a, is a really important mm-hmm. kind of path, if you will, to becoming right. better, whether it's, you know, maybe you can call it a coach, right? Athletes have coaches. Most people don't yeah but maybe we should right and it's <laughs> looking for these people that we can be inspired by and that we can learn from and that really can kind of help us navigate the the big challenges in life mm-hmm. and and with business we kind of know we need that or at least yeah. we recognize it now more so
0: yeah i for me what uh just in my experience probably the most valuable part of mentorship being mentored is learning what questions to ask because mm. there are so many times when i'll jump into something new or We've got a, a particular challenge, and I don't even know enough to know what to ask. I don't, I don't right. even know how to figure it out. <laughs> and it's been Absolutely. it's it's been very valuable to have somebody there who can say, "Here's what you need to look out for. Here's here's what you need to think about. You know, let's why don't we try this instead or, or whatever."
1: I totally agree. That's actually one of the premises behind Globig in general is is. When you go somewhere new, and that's really in life in general, you know, kind of that next step of something, mm-hmm. and going international is one of those huge steps, is you don't even know what you don't know, <laughs> right? You don't yeah. know what the regulatory pitfalls are and the things that are going to get your company in trouble or you in trouble or that are going to keep you from being successful. And and mentors and experts can do that for us there. And, and in our lives, it's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. That next, If you're a new parent, you don't know what that's going to bring. <laughs> They're great books. Out there, there are great websites out there. There, but having someone that's gone through that is is just so valuable.
0: Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your professional experience as a whole? I know you've you've started a few companies. um, You start you were in marketing a bit, and and so talk a little bit about that.
1: Hmm. So gosh, first. My family, every person in my family is an entrepreneur. And I really <laughs> Runs was. in your blood. <laughs> I was actually the only one that chose a different path, and and I thought it would be really nice to be working in kind of larger companies and that sort of thing. But I kept coming back to. I have this idea, or I really want to build this out. And some of the companies that I worked in were actually really great about allowing me to explore that, right, building teams around some of those ideas and allowing us to put business plans, so kind of almost like um, entrepreneurship versus entrepreneurship, right, being innovative inside of a company. But I kept going back into whether it was a startup or even starting something myself that would then build a little bit and then either merge with something or get acquired by someone then I was back into the big company so my whole career has been either where it started entrepreneurial and then ended up being bought by a large company or um, inside of that company then kind of breaking it down into some small innovative new idea that we could nurture and build so ultimately I did have that entrepreneurial bug and I kept kind of going back to that naturally. And and so I'm back again. And, and, you know, my risk tolerance over my career has kind of been up and down. Sometimes I was more willing to do something and take the risk and start all over. And then other times I wasn't as uh, much. And I really appreciated and enjoyed being in some of the larger companies that then allowed me to be you know, less risk taking, but but still somewhat entrepreneurial mm-hmm. within those companies.
0: I like what you said, where you'd have ideas and you just would kind of go after them. I right. I think that's a quality you see in a lot of leaders, especially kind of the natural born leaders. Um, that's a, a good indicator of that. It, you have a problem and you you don't wait for somebody to solve it. You just try to figure it out and and keep moving along.
1: Yeah, because ultimately they don't get solved, mm-hmm. right? And 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 we all have to raise our hand, and but again, you can do that. You don't have to always do the big thing like quitting your job and <laughs> figuring out how you're going to fund it and living off ramen noodles. And you know, <laughs> there are different ways of of doing that, even in inside of any size company, because I think companies thrive on innovation, and they, if you do it right, and you're respectful, and you figure out how to, you know, do it within the organization typically you know that's appreciated actually mm-hmm. even within companies that are established
0: yeah so let's talk a little bit about motivation so mm-hmm. behind um, more generally but your motivation behind branching out starting something new you know founding a company you can talk about Globig specifically just to, uh, as an example so talk about just why why you mm-hmm. felt the need to fill that hole
1: okay in, um, in my career I've had it happen three times now where we got to a point with our company and it was time to expand into other markets. So the option was either to do kind of a horizontal or vertical expansion, right? So either new products in other areas or take those same products and or modified products into new markets. and um, there was never really a department to do that (laughs) Um, and and since much of my career was either in marketing or sales or product development it was part of my team's you know to figure it out and so it kept happening and then i would get this all right we know let's figure out how to go into asia or let's take it into the eu how are we going to do that and and there really wasn't a great path for me to figure that out there Mm -hmm. were some good government resources but they were really limited and they were somewhat disparate and I wasn't always sure whether they were accurate or not then there were consultancies that were helping which again everyone's helpful in this it's just that no one really pulled this all together. But there really wasn't this blueprint of, all right, so here's what you need to consider. Here's the plan you need to put together. Here are the things that you need to know, you know, these questions to ask, Mm -hmm. because I didn't know what to ask. But it was this really long, painful (laughs) process. You know, the last company I was at was a a mobile um, platform where we enabled uh, large restaurant chains to do mobile marketing, mobile ordering, and mobile payment, and things like that. We had 10 to 15 times the inquiries to go into different countries because it was a really great platform. But I couldn't figure out in each of those countries, like, what are the regulatory issues? Can we, you know, how do we store data Mm. there? Can we take it? It wasn't as simple as just changing the language within <laughs> the platform, right? That yeah. wasn't it. It was really more around what about what does customer support look like in a different country? Hmm. Yeah. You know, what are all the laws around data privacy and can we do push marketing or can we not? What are the opt-ins and opt-outs of email You know, like that whole thing was so intimidating and so time-consuming that it actually kept us from doing it when in fact it could have been really amazing for the company Mm -hmm. and I, you know, the more other companies that I talked to and people that were kind of in my same position, I realized it was a really big deal and I had run into it several times and I thought, you know, there really isn't this portal for international expansion, right? There are disparate resources, there are some really good ones, but they're all over the board how do you do this? And someone should really do this. And so by the time I kept having it come up, and and frankly, it's something I really love. And I was thinking, you know, this is really just like mentoring, but mentoring on a global scale, right, and kind of holding someone's hand through this process, Uh, you know, what? Uh, no one else is going to solve it. Guess what? (laughs) I'm going to do this. And um, I talked to some really great companies here in the Boulder area that have done a great job with us and in the Denver area, and they really helped me Um, put this blueprint together of all the things that they had to go through and then uh, you know on top of that my experience of all the things I had to go through Mm -hmm. and that was really the plan to say how do we answer these questions like how do we give someone a place where they can get the government resources and access they can get the analysis of what the laws look like they can get the go-to-market and product localization and HR issues and some knowledge on how do you even start thinking about import export right You're not going to do it all yourself, but at least you know enough to ask some good questions and enough to put together a plan Mm -hmm. and enough to know whether that country is right for you or whether you're ready for this. That's pretty valuable already.
0: I think that's cool, and and I think that runs along the the exact same lines as as the mentor theme. Mm -hmm. Um, You are creating a business to mentor other people, and the business is one big mentor.
1: It does it's the connections it's the knowledge it's the helping trying to take you know that risk and reducing it, taking that time you would spend and reducing mm-hmm. it and and it is and not every company has this great mentor that can do all of these things yeah. frankly most don't and so this is hopefully a place where they can find that
0: yeah I want to talk a little bit about the idea of feedback from the from your perspective as uh, a founder and an influencer what is the value of feedback that you receive?
1: Um, Let's split that up. So feedback to me is critical because, just because I think it's a good idea doesn't actually mean that that's true. (laughs) 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 It would be great if it was, but it's not. Um, So we were very intentional in how we built Globix so that everything is measured and all the decisions that we're making are really based on um, both intentional feedback and behavioral feedback, right? So because someone says something, it doesn't necessarily mean that they do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so watching and learning and having, you know, different triggers and, sh- and seeing, do they finish the sign-up process or do they not? Where do they fall off? Or which of the information is more important, which is not? What are they asking for? What are we providing? Are we making it easy? Are they getting hooked up? It's really kind of you know, trying to draw out some of that feedback and also monitoring mm-hmm. it. So that's one type of feedback. And then there's the um, the what I kind of consider stakeholders feedback, right? So that includes everything from my teammates to any sort of investors that we might have to people that I respect to experts in other areas and, and kind of getting them to give feedback as well. So everything from, I don't get it or, yeah, sounds good, but I'm not interested, to, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, like, you, you will get all of that. And mm-hmm. it's, I don't think you learn without feedback. And, and it's something that most people won't just naturally give. You actually have to go and, and invite it, and you have to ask them, and then you also need to measure it.
0: How do you uh, handle the feedback? How do, you, how do you process it? What's, you mm-hmm. personally, what do you, what do you go through when someone says, um, I tried it, I wasn't wasn't thrilled.
1: Yeah, it's um, you know, no one likes to hear that, and it is, you know, my my initial internal re-la- reaction is a oh, outcrop,
0: right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> But but the first thing that I will ask then is ask them to help me to understand it better, help me to figure out how to make this better, mm-hmm. right? So it's the getting past your internal reaction of oh no, right? Yeah. To okay what am I gonna learn from this how can I learn from this can I you know many of the people that are the best mentors and or the best people to work with are those that are really fairly harsh mm-hmm. and so those can become your best customers at some point too because yeah. they're allowed to be involved in the process mm-hmm. and you can't shut it out you can't assume that they're wrong now they may be, because if, if that's one person, and let's say hundreds of others are telling you something else and they're more the target market and the other one isn't, you know, you may have to figure out how you weigh that feedback, but I try to kind of take it through my filter of what can I learn from this mm-hmm. and how can that help me make better decisions and, and should it, right? Because yeah. not, not every feedback is something I should immediately pivot my company right. around.
0: And and for someone in your position where you're you're an executive and you're a founder and you you're well respected, it's important to remember, again, that people are always watching. And so how you respond to negative feedback and positive feedback.
1: That's right. Um, it, and it and not just respond to the person telling you, but it's how you respond when they're not there. Mm-hmm. Because I can tell you that my team is watching too. You know, and if I then turn around going. Hey, you know, <laughs> that crazy person (laughs) just said. So, well, how do you think they're gonna think about giving feedback themselves? Because Mm -hmm. then they're gonna assume that I'm doing the same thing, right? It's always important to say, all right, I appreciate it. I respect it. I may not enjoy it, (laughs) but (laughs) what can I learn from it? And have this somewhat distant process, right? Where you're not emotionally, at risk for mm-hmm. kind of taking it and taking it apart to say, all right, was this the right customer? Where were they coming from when they were telling me this? How can we learn from it? What's What are the nuggets of, of goodness that we can take from this? And then, you know, how do we want to take it from there? Because then everyone else around you sees that too, and then they won't feel bad about giving feedback because that mm-hmm. has to be, that's just as important yeah. is that the people around you feel confident in giving feedback that they're not going to get trashed when they turn their back, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. it's hard to grow if you don't know what's wrong. So it's in creating an environment, an open environment like that can be very important. And we
1: make, I can tell you that we will all make a lot of mistakes and success comes out of mistakes. I don't think there's anyone out there that didn't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. It's how you allow them to shape you that matter.
0: Yeah. I have one last question for you. What kind of emotion does it invoke within you to know that you are influencing people on a global scale, not just a, a local scale?
1: You know, I think it's intimidating. It's a, an honor. It's a, a huge responsibility. Um, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to do that. But um, and I also it makes me want to be better. Yeah. Because I can tell you within the international market, there's a ton of information I don't have and things I don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, that, you know, I, I want to do a good job. And so it kind of drives me to keep learning and to keep finding better other mentors for, you know, mentors for me and other mm-hmm. people that can keep helping, you know, us move one step closer. Yeah. So I, I think of it as a, uh, of this amazing exciting but also pretty intimidating opportunity.
0: Yeah. Do you have times when you feel when you might feel maybe not depressed but maybe down a little bit or or stressed or wow what have I taken on? How do you how do you handle that? Mm. How do you handle those moments?
1: There are moments of wow this is is big and I've even had feedback that this idea is really big and so you know figuring out how to make it more manageable and that's by making sure that the target market is very well defined and it's not everyone and that we don't have all information and that we don't have every resource right it's the it's really managing that uh, and that expectation and then you know, the stress management of any sort of entrepreneurship just requires you to have your own kind of way of dealing with it and that's the staying healthy and staying active and staying you know, med- whether it's meditation or, you know, I try to actually balance it out with all those things so that I can just stop thinking about it because yeah. otherwise it will make me crazy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, taking breaks can be very important. <laughs> it is.
1: and and even just knowing that this isn't going to happen in a day. I never get everything done in what I want to in a day. I always feel like I'm pushing more things into the next day than I should be. But when I look back every week, all of a sudden, there's a lot that's been yeah. accomplished. But the list is way longer for the <laughs> week after. But yeah, it is. It's, it's stressful. But just like everything else, you have to think of this big project in small steps.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Anka, for sitting down with me. This has been, this has been a lot of fun for me. Um, I've really enjoyed it.
1: So, Thank you. This has been wonderful.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you guys who are listening, if you're interested in learning more about Globig uh, and how they might be able to help your business uh, go international, then you can visit their website at www.globig.co, as G L O B I G dot C-O. So I hope this has been encouraging and inspiring for you guys. Um, it's It's been great for me. Uh, so be sure to check in again for more episodes. And I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening to Influence That Innovates, brought to you by Joyco Productions. And don't forget, somebody's always watching. Don't waste it.